What's wrong with you people? Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast. My name is Matt Hensley, and I am quite literally the brand new pastor of Plymouth Park Baptist Church in Irving, Texas, and I'm joined by Kyle, non-alcoholic beerman, the like rural replant specialist extraordinaire, something other, whatever the title, yeah, something like that, at the North American Mission Board. Before I say a word from Texas Baptist College, Kyle, how you doing? Hey, man, I'm good. Uh, my life is probably less stressful than yours is at the moment. Just a little bit. <laughs> but we have good news because wherever God calls you, Texas Baptist College is committed to helping you get there. Wherever you're going, they're going to help you get there. And you can attend Preview Day on March 22nd and see for yourself all that TBC has to offer. You'll get to visit the campus, meet current students, and explore what life at TBC is like. Signing up for Preview Day is completely free, so register at texasbaptistcollege.com forward slash nab, N-A-B, texasbaptistcollege.com forward slash nab. Kyle, so you're doing good. You're not as stressed and busy as me. Let me just tell you, the last five days have been a little bit extra. Let's just say (laughs) extra. So we closed on a house. No, so this is seven days. We closed on a house on Thursday and then um, basically got word almost immediately thereafter that my best friend uh, was going to be uh, departing soon. And uh, so that was that was tough because can't really do anything, obviously, about that, number one. Yeah. And But I also couldn't really get there with where he was and what we had going on, all of that uh, type of stuff. And uh, But we were feverishly packing all of our worldly goods and belongings while still trying to live for a couple of days and have fun and you know, say goodbye to everybody. So we had a bunch of last suppers and last breakfasts and last dinners and all that good stuff. And uh, had a great little weekend there and a great first Sunday at Plymouth Park Baptist Church. Packed the sanctuary, which was amazing. Obviously, a number of guests and so forth, but hope to build on that momentum. And we're going to be talking today about starting well, because now I've I've done that. I've had one Sunday, so now I'm an expert at starting well. So <laughs> That's we'll right. There you go. That. Uh, but but then the, the literal next day, we're back in Farmersville, Texas, to load up all of our worldly belongings into two massive trucks and hoping that they didn't break anything, lose anything, and still try to like survive and get started in this new job in and there's moments along the way that I'm thinking, you know what, maybe we should have moved a week early. And <laughs> so so that I wasn't trying to start this while moving and not knowing where any of my stuff is. But uh, yeah, and then along the way of that, I think it might have been Monday. Whatever, no, I think it was right before we moved, we left. I got a call asking if I would do the funeral for my fourth grade teacher, which is actually today. We're recording this on Thursday. And obviously I said yes, because she sent me to the office so many times, man. And I get the last word. 
And uh, so going to settle some scores. Now I'm going to honor her <laughs> and uh, obviously more than that, honor the Savior that she loved. And so I am grateful for that opportunity. We have that today. So yes, just a few things. And my friend did pass away. And uh, so it, it's just been a whirlwind of six or seven days. So yeah. yeah. Uh, but Kyle, we are talking about starting well. And uh, some of this is probably universal. Some of this is stuff people know to do. So maybe just a, uh, a refresher. Honestly, all of the things that we say today probably would be very um, applicable to any season of ministry, uh, maybe minus one or two here. Uh, all of them, I think, are just how you should lead and move forward with a church, whether you're brand new or whether you've been there decades. So whether you are Matt Hensley or, or Herschel York, hopefully you find something today that will encourage you. So Kyle, number one, this is important. Find a battle buddy. That's what I believe Mark Dance calls. I don't know if Mark Dance coined the term or he stole it from somebody else, but Mark Dance talks often about having a battle buddy. And speaking of, Kyle just left me uh, in the middle of this, so he's a great battle buddy. But anyhow, battle buddy is somebody that you know knows the situation that you're in, can be a Barnabas for you, an Aaron and her for you, someone you can vent to, somebody you can celebrate with, all of that good stuff. Somebody that's willing to tell it like it is, but also somebody that's willing to keep you in the fight. You need that guy that's going to care for you emotionally, spiritually, physically, all of that kind of stuff. And so you need a battle buddy, not somebody like Kyle that's going to ditch you in the middle of a podcast. So (laughs) why is a a battle buddy really helpful? Well, yeah. I mean, mean, look, ministry is hard. in in general and starting out in a new ministry can be especially hard. Um, lots of excitement, but, um, you know, we, we've talked about this before too. You can very easily unintentionally step on some landmines, um, and end a honeymoon very quickly right now. Now, ideally, you know, you're going to have a year or so that's where it's smooth sailing and you can do no wrong and the church can do no wrong. Um, but that's not always the case, right? And and you're still going to have frustrations. Um, you know, you're going to have you're going to have days where you're just not quite sure how to approach something. As somebody, um, maybe, maybe you're dealing with a counseling situation that's new, um, and and you just need somebody that you can talk to. Uh, that yes, you can vent to, uh, but who also can give you some godly counsel and godly wisdom uh, to walk you through um, the the days of ministry. Celebrate the highs with you. And help you um, help you deal with some of the lows that come as well. Uh, number dose, learn the history of the church. Yeah. And if you don't, just start leading completely clueless about it, and you'll find out really quickly some of the history of the church because we've never done it that way, or that's not how uh, that's we right. normally do it, or whatever. And they'll fill you in on the history, but no, know the history. Uh, is is your church one that has uh, regular one to two year stints of pastors? Uh, have they gone through major splits in the history? The good, bad, the ugly. You know, Plymouth Park uh, for, you know, all but uh, one uh, pastor in their history had a multi-decade or or near 
uh, you know, multi-decade tenures of pastors. And so I think only five pastors in 65 years or something like that, including wow. the founder. And uh, so, you know, neat history there. You start finding out what made it click in the past. And and there's also a, a I think, an added value in knowing that and being able to celebrate that at times while also not worshiping that and staying in the past. And so you yeah. can know it and you can give a nod to it and, and show honor for the past while moving their eyes forward. Yeah. You know, y'all, y'all remember when in like 1986, uh, y'all had so many this or that that you had to do this or that, you know, and, and I want us to see something like, I would love to have that same challenge today, you know, whatever, like move them forward yeah. kind of with that nod to uh, the past. Kyle, any thoughts there on the history of the church? Yeah. So uh, again, this is good and bad history, right? So you you want to celebrate those those things that are worth celebrating, but um, you also need to know, you know, it, it's, I mean, look, especially in this moment that, that we're dealing with in, in the life of our convention, um, that it's very likely that, that in a lot of churches, there is some sort of uh, a sexual abuse issue in the past. And um, maybe that was handled well, maybe it wasn't handled well. Um, I mean, and, and as the new pastor, you might find out, hey, this thing happened and, uh, you know, 10 years ago, and we, we just kind of kept it under wraps. Uh, you know, we really didn't want it to didn't want it to get out much. And, and you're going to deal with that. Um, and so it's good for you to know the history, uh, really of what you're stepping into. And, and, and let's be honest, a lot of times when you come into a job, uh, you find out things that you did not know in the interview process, right? <laughs> like, like there, I, I guarantee your church, um, has some skeletons in the closet. Um, every, every church does. Right. Um, and as the pastor, you need to know that because, um, I mean, it could be something from, like I said, 10 or 15 years ago, but, but that still affects the way the church is seen in the community. And even as the new pastor, you're going to, um, you're going to be dealing with this, whether that's a legal issue. Um, hopefully if there's, you know, any kind of debt, you know, that, um, beforehand, but all these things, you need to know the history because that will help you lead better and love your people, um, as you lead them. Speaking of loving your people, uh, number three, and I would I would put these together. I, I made yeah. a kind of sketched out a list, but number three and four, but I would just say number three is spend time with members. And when you do, listen more than you talk. Yeah. Uh, you know, one, this is going to help with number two. So yes. spend time with members that have been there for, for years. Spend time with members that have been there for days. And, and what you learn generally is what drew you here maybe in the first place the last couple of you know months years whatever that that kind of brought you here what you know because you can lean into that but also the one that's been there 20 30 40 years you've gone through a a few battles you know you you know what what happened and what maybe made the church tick and they can be invaluable resources to you and so don't just sit there and as soon as you sit down with them Tell them everything that you want to accomplish in this and, yeah, that, don't and, do that and end up over promising because you will under deliver because right now they think you're the savior and you're going to fix everything. And the church is going to be a mega church in a week. That's generally the thought when they get the new guy. And so, yes, they, they, so that's, that, 
So what's funny is that might be like some people's expectation, even though you don't have the trust capital built to make the changes necessary <laughs> oh, for thousand that. percent. <laughs> yeah. And so that's why I spend that time with members. The next one is, man, there's no kind of perfect thing here. Uh, this is more my my personal rule is that first year, I, I won't not change anything, but what I change are always going to be those minor tweaks. Yeah. Like day one, I'm not coming in and saying, you know what? We're not doing vacation Bible school again, <laughs> you know, or so, like something crazy. Like, don't go in there and say, hey, yeah. day one, uh, all the musical instruments have to go. We're going to be Church of Christ. You know, not, I mean, you can't do that. Like, think about minor tweaks. And one of the things that you can do is all of these really are interconnected as you have a battle buddy. They're asking some of these questions that maybe you're not thinking because you're still in the honeymoon stage that thinks this church is the greatest thing since sliced bread. They think you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. And it's going to be a year or two. And you realize they're like, hey, man, we hired an idiot. And then you're like, hey, I inherited a mess, like whatever it might be. So think about what are those minor tweaks, some small wins, low-hanging fruit, stuff like that, that you know is going to be success and build some momentum. And that's where you're going to build some trust around, hey, you know, we really saw this take off. Let's lean into that and and lead into a bigger change, maybe a year down the road. Kyle, anything there? Yeah. And and when when you say minor tweaks, understand that what you see as a minor tweak may not be a minor tweak to some folks in your church. So, so this is not the time to start, you know, making changes to your preferences. Right. And so I, we've talked about this before, but like the first year is probably not the time to take the flags off the stage. Um, that that's just, that's probably not something to do, you know, in that, in that first year. Um, the exception to this would be major theological issues that you were not aware of before you got there. Um, you know, maybe, I mean, maybe you have a, a Sunday school teacher that's just, you know, like outright denying the authority of scripture that you really can't wait on. Right. I mean, that's, that, that, that would be kind of a, a triage situation, but yes, generally speaking, the first year, maybe even into the second year, um, build trust capital with your people. Um, and the way you do that is 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 what we talked about earlier. Spend time with them, listen, learn the history of the church, and then use all that as you implement changes. Right. So you want to you want to make changes um, slowly and tie it into the history and the mission of the church, not just because you prefer things to be a different way. Yeah. Um, and and very you know and be careful. Um, again, this is where you want to lean on a battle buddy, mentors, um, you know, if you, especially if you come up against one of those big issues and you're like, Hey, I don't think this can wait. That's where you really need to lean into some other people who, who can either say you're right, this can't wait. Or I, I think you're, maybe this isn't as, quite as serious as what you, you think it to be. It's always good to get wise counsel about those things. Yeah. Finally, and, and this goes with that too, regularly and honestly assess the situation. Yeah. Like know what is going on as best you can regularly do that so that you can chart the future. Like, Hey, this is where, this is where we're at. This is where we need to go. We know point A and point B, but it's kind of like, you know, the, the people that say, you know, in the new year, I'm going to start losing weight. 
and they don't have a plan to get there and they're not regularly assessing is my diet helping this is my diet you know what i'm eating hurting this is my exercise and you know you have to regularly assess so that you can know if you're moving in the right direction towards that point b or uh am i needing to kind of reset a little bit and so be honest about it regularly assess the situation regularly regularly assess yourself and and then just some final thoughts pastor is this goes whether this is your first year your fifth year your 10th year you still have to make sure that you're taking time to spend with the lord still need to be spending some time with your wife have those regular date nights if your kids are still at home make sure you are spending some time with them do what you can and have care you'll you'll know your family better than i i'm not going to tell you don't bring church home at all like it's sometimes it's an organic kind of thing that it it does and so you know your people don't just unload on them when you get home uh that's where your battle buddy comes in uh but at the same time you know let them know what's going on so they can be praying with you as well because y'all are in this together but so keep all of those things fresh and going and, and all of this but these are some of the things that you need to be thinking about on top of those to start well in your new church or continue on in the church you serve or even as you're winding down. And this is an open invitation for uh, Mark Dance to come on and and talk specifically about finishing uh, well and would love for him to come and, and chat about that with us. And uh, or or maybe Bart, he's like 80 or 90. He's got to be in that you know point of time where he's ready to finish. He doesn't have well. anything going on at the moment, right? He's, he's got right? all kinds of free time. Yeah. So Kyle, any final thoughts before we wrap up? Yeah, I would say you know to everything you just said um, at, about establishing your family rhythm and all that. Honestly, beginning at a new church could could be a great time to kind of reestablish a rhythm and some expectations around that. Um, and you know, also if if you've been in a church for a while and you're you're not leaving, um, we're still relatively new into this new year. Uh, it's not too late to kind of re you know reestablish some healthy habits, uh, make some changes along that way. And so you know, don't be afraid to. As you said, assess where you are honestly and make those changes to to get to that point B where you want to be. Yes, sir. Well, Kyle, I appreciate you. Thank you for being one of my battle buddies. And You're uh, welcome. until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel we declare. What's wrong with you people? <laughs>